welcome to episode 12 of Echo Screen, a podcast where we discuss uh, more of the same. It's still the like week two of the calm before the storm. Uh, next week is going to be Microsoft's big blowout. Uh, on Thursday, the 23rd, they're going to showcase, uh, I believe it's like an hour presentation like the PlayStation 5 was uh, of um, of the Xbox event. We'll see the Series X, maybe their other smaller console that's been rumored. Uh, maybe a price point, probably not, but uh, they, they announced something today that was pretty big. Uh, I would say it'll make a big splash, but... We'll get into that later. First, I wanted to talk about who's with me today. And uh, my name's Blaze, and with me is Anthony. Sup, losers. Aaron. Mm-hmm. And Rob. What's going on, Cherry Berry Bear? Wow. And so it's a flashback uh, from last week. So same crew. And uh, Chad's unfortunately not here with us again. Nick as well. Evan. Where is that guy? So. I don't know. Nobody knows. <laughs> but how you is don't... everyone doing? Doing good. Surviving. Indifferent. Yeah. <laughs> Things are fine. I don't know why you asked. Well, uh, let's go into the really light stuff. Uh, thank you for all the new viewers and uh, likes and comments uh, on our stuff. That was really. We got comments. Yeah, we, well, wait, since when did we get comments? Well, we man. got uh, we got one comment, but which is very much appreciated. So thank was you. The, but we did get likes. We did get more views. Um, was it a question nice. or was it like? No, just uh, talking about how they're excited for um, the new uh, Batwoman actress. Solid. Yeah. So I mean, hey, that's nice. uh, we're mostly video game focused, but that's cool. Uh, yeah. Definitely. So yeah, that's exciting. We. Uh, I, I've been seeing a trend of I think the suppression is uh, is is steering away. But again, liking, subscribing, sharing with your friends, super uh, super cool. I know it's the first two minutes, but please God, we're uh... yeah, hit that like button. We're <laughs> gonna smash that like button. Please God, yeah. and share with your friends. Yeah. So um, what do we got? Uh, let's talk more CW news, Rob. Did you hear about uh, the Star Girl, uh, Girl news before I like I put it in our topics list? Um, kind of just on my periphery, but uh, I don't know. Do you want to go into it more? Yeah. So basically, CW the channel picked up a Star Girl for a season two, which will be exclusive to the CW channel. Which originally Star Girl was being produced for the DC Universe app. And now it is, it's moved to um, being exclusive. It was like, bo- like both coming out on the app and on uh, the CW, like within a day of each other. But now it's just exclusively for CW, which the budget will probably change a little bit. But like, who cares yeah. about that? More, more like the bigger news with that is like the DC app. They're streaming service no longer has any exclusives basically the only thing that they have is um is the comics because the movies and shows they all go to hbo max so yeah like there's kind of no point to it anymore unless you're like getting those comics which and you're enjoying those comics which i mean calling it dc universe versus like 
what is it? What's Marvel's app? Do you know, Rob? Um, I think it's Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, so it's like DC Universe versus Marvel Unlimited. I mean, they're cool. Like, I get it, but uh, I don't think that's what they sold it as last year or the year before that. Yeah. So it, it'll be weird. Hopefully, with that uh, DC event coming in August, they will talk about what the heck they're doing with that. And, I mean, HBO Max is still, like, a weird thing because it's HBO, but it's also all this other stuff. It, it's just, like, why doesn't AT&T, the, like, the, who owns, like, the HBO and Warner Brothers, like, stuff, DC included in that, why don't they just, like, call it Time Warner or, like, Warner Brothers or something? Because HBO, it, uh, I've heard it places, like, you don't really think about Sesame Street when you think about HBO, right? So, yeah. Well, and I don't think um, Cartoon Network when I think HBO Max either, but I know it's there. Yeah. Well, it's weird it, because, like, up until very recently, uh, it, it was you associate, like, Sesame Street with PBS. Mm-hmm. And, and it's weird that now that's bought and it was originally the public broadcasting station. Yeah, how can you buy that? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, so. just like the U.S. Mail... Uh, the public does not support it apparently haha ha. even though our tax dollars are going somewhere but Oy. that's about as political as as we'll get here on the uh, echo screen podcast yeah, uh but unfortunately um, but on on the note of star girl um it, it's pretty good from what i from what i've seen of it i've uh watched most of the first episode i need to get back in there with it um i I think it has a very Incredibles feel to it. So, uh, Incredibles, the Pixar movie. Okay, interesting. Well, yeah, it's it's kind of all centered around like rebuilding the GSA, and um, it's kind of uh, it's got a really good tone for it. All the characters seem very likable, and uh, I'm glad that I don't know if this means that people are watching broadcast television more than they are doing the streaming service but i i don't know if uh that's a good thing or a bad thing at this point i don't know yeah yeah it's uh definitely strange the the way that the content has come out but i've i've heard good things about it as well but yeah. uh it's it's weird you uh you also mentioned that um You've been watching season two of Doom Patrol. Yep. And that can't, that's like exclusive to um, HBO Max, or is it also on um, it's, DC Universe? It's also on DC Universe. Um, okay. I be- believe it's no longer exclusive <laughs> to DC Universe. Yeah. Uh, but I believe they're both being released on the same thing. I was scared for a second that I was like, oh, damn it, I need to now get hbo max to watch the rest of doom patrol yeah but, um, that'd be super weird <laughs> which you know what uh i have a feeling eventually i'm gonna have to get hbo max either way but that's not the point yeah. um it it's a vi- if you guys haven't watched it i highly recommend doom patrol it's um it's definitely a show that just it happens like weird stuff happens and they do very little to explain it 
you just kind of i recommend watching it with a group so you can turn to your friends and say what the hell is happening and you know i think it's like something that makes sense after you've seen the whole picture kind of they give you like piecemeal the the plot elements or is it just still too weird to fully get the like the picture it's very esoteric it's like they'll they'll just kind of leave something there that's kind of vague enough that you can like there's a character from the comics um danny the street which is a sentient street that can evolve to become danny the town and danny the city and danny the world yeah okay Um, i'm gonna stop you right there yeah yeah, i'm gonna stop you right there so uh (laughs) It's a Kingdom Hearts plot, right? And everyone's Xehanort? Is that what you're trying to tell me? (laughs) Of course he has to insert Kingdom Hearts into it. Of course he does. Have we we made sure to, like, do a Kingdom Hearts reference in every episode? I don't know, but we gotta wrangle him in when he does. Why? Well, you don't like Kingdom Hearts? I do like Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, so exactly. You're on my side. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) I mean, kind of. (laughs) Damn. That's right. Uh, Anyway... We, uh, I guess that's about as much as that. Um, did you, did you want to give us, like, the sales pitch on Stargirl, like, what the concept from the comics is, and, or, like, so people who don't know, like, I guess me and most of us, uh, would say that we're not really familiar with her? Yeah, well, I mean, like, uh, Stargirl is kind of, like, a legacy character. She, uh, like, she had a father that was, like, an old golden age hero called the star spangled kid or like and mm-hmm. um and he basically his t- whole team of heroes die and years later she finds his uh weapon he used and villains are still around that took down the whole team and she has to kind of build back up the team and uh of with all the descendants of the prior heroes that's cool yeah and it's yeah it's kind of jeff johns uh one of the big writers at dc's uh kind of love uh child is Mm -hmm. i guess it's his baby because yeah um, i get it he created star girl and it's based on his sister which i believe passed away so uh yeah so i think it's it's very it's a show with a lot of heart in it there you go well, thanks, Rob. Uh, I may, in fact, check it out. Uh, I can only assume sooner rather than later that I, HBO Max will be a thing in my life. And I don't know when those Netflix exclusivities end with the CW shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Batwoman is now on HBO Max. Yeah, so. so I assume they'll start transitioning over, and that will be that. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't really know what netflix really has anymore besides like weird reality game shows honestly so that's a thing entirely of itself but let's go back to uh i i guess again we don't have any more news but to move away from the superhero or whatever topic uh comic-con at home starts next week and in the big storm of all the news you could possibly want from every angle we don't know what will be there. We know that DC probably won't have much of a presence at all because they have their conference later. But 
be sure to hear Marvel and other uh, other big entertainment news. Uh, maybe your favorite movie that was supposed to come out months ago will get delayed again, or surprise announcement, it will be on streaming that day, which is quite possible. Uh, I've been hearing some things about the new Bill and Ted movie that it might just hit, like, um, you could just pay, like, pay 20 bucks to stream it or something. That's just an example, I don't know, but the kind of thing that they did with like trolls 2 is is kind of like what they're thinking about doing with that yeah because movie you can't Mm -hmm. you're not going to go see a like a movie in a theater uh for the rest of this year and possibly a large (laughs) portion of next year at least in america so yeah uh yeah yeah. that's about that any anyone have any uh comments about the comic-con news or the star girl cw stuff not really Okay, I think that says it all. I was just gonna say I think it's highly likely that Bill and Ted three is probably gonna come out that way, seeing the fact they haven't relented that it's going to come out this summer. So yeah, yeah, I totally, I totally feel it's a smaller film. It's like it was a passion project for them. I think that if they were to come out like before all the other companies, like basically come out and put their movie out they they'll be like oh we get to like we're like the first of the like quote-unquote major movies that were supposed to come out to do this um it's not a quote-unquote kids film like i think that they would make maybe even more money than they would have um uh, by putting it out this way so and yeah trolls 2 made a lot of money yeah it did uh i don't know about scoob i don't know if scoob made uh that much money but i think it, it did the same thing I think they did moderately well. I think yeah. the, the reviews were much poorer on that film. So, yeah. uh, like, even from parents who were just like, oh, let's put this on to, like, my, my niece watches every animated film. They bought Scoob, and I think they've only watched it twice. Only usually, twice, dang. Usually there's, like, a film rotation that my huh. niece watches. And it was they bought it once, and they were like, "You just, you just kind of gotta see Scoob, Robert." And so they just, <laughs> put it. you just gotta have, you have to see the Scoob. They were like, "You gotta know what happens in this movie." <laughs> um, I honestly, I, I don't know very much about it. I have heard that it got some like bad reviews, but I, I do personally want to see it. I, I want to see honestly... it for my man Dick Dastardly. <laughs> I, I will say you won't be disappointed by Dick Dastardly. I hope not. Hashtag Dick Dastardly. If you wanna, if you wanna um, come at us on Twitter, just use that hashtag and we'll find it. Uh, you might not want to find that. <laughs> anyway, that's perfect. The poor reviews or mixed reviews is a perfect way to transition to talk about um, the games that come out tomorrow. Uh, Friday the 7th, what's it, Friday the 17th? Yeah, Friday the 17th of July, 2020, Paper Mario and Ghost of Tsushima comes out, uh, they both come out tomorrow, and... Is that the, uh, the combo game? Paper Mario and Ghost of Tsushima go to the Olympic game? (laughs) Yeah, it was a part of the Sony, (laughs) Nintendo, like, uh, cross-promotion thing, they're on a team now. Back in 1995, Mm -hmm. they started making a system together, and then finally in 2020, the fruits of that collaboration It's called the Nintendo PlayStation 2 Cube. 
No. Yeah. So uh, with your favorite characters, Paper Mario and Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, <laughs> uh, so so Jin, uh, the main character of Ghost of Tsushima, is uh, is a character. Like I I've skimmed some reviews and like and uh like basically I don't I don't know I think reviews are pretty spoilery if you're um if you're like interested in the game because I, I i don't think people know how to talk about games without, without ruining it anymore yeah without like spoiling big <laughs> things like that was a big thing with the last of us that they had like really strict um um like criteria for how they could do their reviews before release date like they could only talk about like a very small portion of the game and they yeah. couldn't mention like certain big things which makes sense it's a narratively driven game you don't you don't want someone to know those those big moments and i understand that but uh so i was reading some of this and like ghost of shima is an open world rpg like we we knew like well it's a basically open world action adventure game i don't necessarily think it's an rpg but it's open world and like there was some talk about like characters and side characters and like some moments that i was like oh i probably would have just wanted to experience this without like this reviewer trying to like reinforce their opinion about this thing because of x things like i get that you want to tell us this this thing either worked or didn't work for you but the like that kind of example kind of ruined the moment for for me or other people i feel because we couldn't experience it just like at face value so it is what it is that's just my personal opinion i can totally understand how it's kind of a flawed argument but it just rubbed me a little bit wrong when i was spoiled inadvertently when i was looking for information and that's kind of what you get when like either your review system is we write a rig big detailed review and we say like yeah it's probably worth it or no it's probably not or straight up just having a big number like this game got a seven out of ten so uh everyone like outside's like that game sucks but seven out of ten is not a bad score like we just see all the nines and tens and we think that if a game doesn't have that it's just garbage like and that's not true at all uh yeah, no. so i don't like metacritic at all but it's used as like the aggregate obviously that's what it is uh like i think uh ghost has like around 85 ish which uh okay cool and then paper mario is like around an 80 ish and i was really surprised by paper mario's like it's a nintendo mario game i was surprised by how low of a score quote unquote low of a score that was because that's uh, mario it's paper mario i feel like they keep making these games people love these games but there's kind of been this like weird thing about like paper mario even since they like announced the like the origami king apparently there's like a couple paper paper marios ago uh the fans did not like it like mechanically or something i don't really know uh honestly i i haven't played any of the paper mario games uh besides one but i never finished it but that's another story for another time but it's super interesting uh yeah do you guys have any feelings on reviews and or these games in particular i don't have any uh, feelings on the games in particular because i haven't played a paper mario game since thousand year door hmm. i 
Right. Yeah, I don't think I played a Paper Mario game since the N64. I mean, yeah. I've always been, when it comes to reviews, I've always never really given a shit about reviews unless it's like from people that, you know, like either it's a person that I personally know and I understand their taste. Yeah. In in games and media, or like it's like a YouTuber that I, that I that I know, that has like some good uh, critiques on game design or whatever. But even then, like I still uh, keep in mind of taste because there's always it's always something I have to keep in mind because like I understand that my taste, for example, might be weird to some people because there are games out there that a lot of people critically pan that I actually like, like. No one has probably played this game in this uh, podcast, but this game Splatterhouse that came out like oh, I love Splatterhouse. Oh, you played it? Yeah, it's a good game. Oh wow, damn! I did not expect anybody (laughs) else to both play and like that game. The judgment. Well, because most (laughs) people preconceived. Well, because most people fucking shit on that game though, because it was widely panned as like like mediocre when it came out. But I honestly think, like, upon beating it for the first time and then, like, going back to it, there was, like, more stuff that I loved as I learned, like, the mechanics and stuff. But then again, like, that kind of game appeals to me just because it's, like, you know, there's lots and lots of gore. There's a lot of metal. <laughs> there's a lot of metal music. It's, there's a big kind of fun slasher aesthetic and like all these crazy weird monsters and I got fucking Jim Cummings as the terror mask and Spider-Man as the main character. So of course I'm probably gonna like it. Spider-Man? Yeah, Josh well, Keaton. Josh Keaton voices uh, Rick Taylor mm-hmm. in Splatterhouse. Okay, in the so remake, that is. not actually Spider-Man. I mean, he is a Spider-Man voice. Okay, all right. Do you, who would you say is Spider-Man? Uh, like, the, de- no. the definitive Spider-Man to me. Well, Spider-Man voice. Probably Drake Josh Bell. Keaton. Probably jo- Josh Keaton <laughs> for me. I've, I'm I'm kind of basic, but I'm going with that with him. Uh, I I'm trying to remember the name of the guy from the '90s show. Is that, that... Christopher Daniel Barnes? Of course. I... Okay, yeah, he's a good he's a good second. He, yeah. He... I even love all of the overly <laughs> dramatic pronunciations. I of... knew you were gonna fucking go there. <laughs> you can't run from me, shocker. That's awesome. Okay, so you guys don't really care about these that... games that are coming out, do you? I'm no, I'm probably gonna I... get Ghost of Yeah, I honestly might get Ghost of Tsushima because it looks I'm... cool. I really it's... am trying to debate of whether or not I should get that now or uh, like. Again, I'm afraid of looking at reviews because I don't want to know whether or not um, uh, the main character of uh, Ghost of Tsushima wins the race or if it's Paper Mario. So, again, I don't, <laughs> I don't want the competition to be ruined, so, you know, whatever. Yeah, who gets gold and who gets okay, silver or possibly so I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to um, really ruin this for you guys, but... Uh, there's a rock paper scissors system in the in the game um in the olympic games for these these uh the, the compilation game and ghost type versus paper type uh you'd be surprised who comes out on top well what about no. the scissor yeah, but what about what about scissor type? no what about 
the zombie type. That's right, Ellie from the Last of Us. Oh God! The secret character. Wait, wait, wait. She I... wins the gold. No, no, no. Abby wins the gold because she's muscle type. I might have to bleep <laughs> that. I might have to bleep because I I don't know um I don't know how how much of like her as a character is a spoiler for. People. I mean, she, I I think at most people know of Abby's existence by now. And her muscleiness. I guess yeah, especially her muscleness. I guess her, <laughs> her name. Thicketude, her thickitude or whatever that All is. Right. I guess we didn't say is... where she's from, though. Yeah, she's from a game. All right, why don't we all just <laughs> stop talking? Yeah, I I agree. Let's stop, <laughs> let's just end the episode right now. If there's an if there's a uh, if there's an abrupt uh, cut to right now, it's because I cut. Uh, something out of the show just so <laughs> anyone uh listening or watching i've his... been censored yet again anthony you've uh you've never been censored because i've had to listen to all of it anyway <laughs> uh what's next on the list yeah so i'm actually really uh i don't care about paper mario at all uh i think the game looks beautiful i think it looks charming there's probably <laughs> like a quirky and funny well-written story there i don't necessarily i'm not like fond of those characters in that way i think that the most fond of mario characters that i can be is in the 3d like mario games like odyssey specifically and 64 those are the two mario games that i've ever played through to completion and actively went back in for more Otherwise, I miss Sunshine. Um, what else? How unfortunate. Yeah. That is very unfortunate, man. I mean, that's like mainly the reason why I haven't played any, not even just Paper Mario games, but Mario games in general. I haven't had a Nintendo system since the GameCube. Mm-hmm. So. I, well, that's the thing. Like, I had a Wii, but I just never really got into playing Mario Galaxy. I did try playing Galaxy, the first Galaxy game, but I felt that I didn't like the, like the Wii remote and nunchuck. That was always. I did play that one uh, on a friend. I did want to play Odyssey, but I don't I have it. a Switch. Yeah. Well, how many of we... you played the Superior Game series, uh, Little Big Planet? Okay. I've actually, I did. Uh, ejecting yeah. Rob from the podcast three. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> I won't yeah, take your your troll comments about Little Big Planet versus Mario. There's no. Contest. I don't think these are troll comments. I think they're these are comments, actually his opinions. Truths. These are his actual opinions. Hey, opinions can be wrong, I guess. So. <laughs> uh, can you even accurately compare those games? I don't, I don't think you can either, no. They're both platformers with characters who jump. And that they're <laughs> cute. That and is they both have it. a great game upcoming in the near future. Mm, What's so? Is that why Dark Souls 3 is the best Mario game? Yes. Exactly. Yes. Uh, Dark Souls yes. 3 is the best Kingdom Hearts game, actually. No, 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 no. Dark Souls 3. No, not a lot. Dark Souls 3 is the best Sonic Adventure 2 game. Oh, no. We know All right. That, right. Also, not a lot. But we know, <laughs> we know that Bloodborne is the best Simpsons hit and run follow up game, right? Holy shit. I don't know. <laughs> I think that uh, Wipeout is my favorite Twisted Metal game. Anyway, guys, thank you for the derail. You're welcome. Uh, we can uh, we can expect more ta- uh, conversations about this stuff eventually uh, if we any of us play <sighs> Ghosts of Tsushima. But the the big thing about Paper Mario is that it's Nintendo's like last thing 
on the docket for 2020 and that doesn't make any sense like at a business standpoint like they had the pokemon dlc coming out in no at by the end of november as of right now that's like it okay yeah i'm, I'm definitely cutting that section out I'm, not, I'm joking uh anyway so uh nintendo doesn't have anything on the docket for for uh the next few months of 2020 so it's very speculative we talked about it last week that it would might might be july 20th uh there's pretty much uh been no announcement as of right now from recording that nintendo will be putting anything out uh regards to a direct but they did uh with lego they announced this new uh set that is coming out for the 35th anniversary of mario or and the nes i guess uh the it's like so it's a tv with an nes like it's not a working nes obviously but it's like lego brick set and you can put in a cartridge of like super mario and you can crank it on the side and it'll like it'll play through a level and if you get one of those mario um lego guys that they have that they're coming out with and put it on the top of the screen it'll like he'll like animate and like show power-ups or it's like the sounds for it yeah that as well yeah so it has like a built-in speaker that plays out mario's voice and like he's led like eyes Mm -hmm. on his chest is it or is on his head there's like a screen there's a screen on his chest yeah yeah the iconic uh tv screen on mario's chest yeah it's super it's super strange but it's also uh adorable uh yeah no it will run you around like 200 to 230 (laughs) dollars it's it's okay anthony we're just gonna ignore it um (laughs) so yeah i i was curious about it it got like leaked out the day before the reveal but it's not a I don't I don't know. It has to I think it's going to like obviously I think next week we're going to get a Nintendo Direct. I think it will be on the 20th. Mm-hmm. That's like the word on the street. Nintendo isn't denying it and they're not like but like the thing is it will probably be Mario focused and I think we will get some sort of like Mario collection and or uh like a port of a Mario game, but they might also like we might have like a Mario game port from the Wii U and then we might have like a collection of uh sunshine um galaxy maybe 64 uh like that kind of stuff all in one game or game cart which is which would be so cool if they were remastered and put out would you would you guys like consider getting a switch i know that uh, i think i'm the only one here that has a switch for those kinds of things i mean i've wanted one but yeah but it would Money. mario wouldn't be the like the system seller for you not for me i mean there's a lot of games i want to play on the yeah. switch but money. yeah yeah like i feel like i would probably get one if like bayonetta 3 came out if they i mean it's supposed to come out for the switch but they haven't talked about it in years so well, yeah well as soon as i see like gameplay of bayonetta 3 and like a release date that's probably gonna be around the time either that or like no more heroes 3 maybe. yeah which no more heroes 3 is supposed to come out this year but even if i guess it's second party like did we did we talk about bakugan or was that like after i don't remember i just remember hearing about bakugan and i'm just going like 
I thought that series died. Yeah, like a decade ago. Yeah, so Nintendo, I don't really remember. I don't know if we talked about this last week. I really, I don't think it was in my notes at all. But, like, Nintendo comes out with this, like, they announce this direct. And they're like, oh, we, we're with we're partnered with WayForward on this, like, exclusive title from, like, a second party franchise. And, they're, and then they, like, put out, like, Nintendo put out this second tweet that was, like, do not raise your expectations very high. Like, it is not a first-party character. And so everyone on the internet was like, what could it be? It's second-party character. And then WayForward comes on. Like, they talk about Paper Mario for, like, a half-hour plus. And then they, they show Bakugan. Like, they reveal this game, this Bakugan game, that none of us, like, had any inkling that it was a lot, like, a thing that was that would exist. And then also that no one ever asked for. Which like I feel bad for way forward because they're they're putting like passion into this project and the stream I think went from like twelve thousand views to like two thousand or less views like as <laughs> oh, soon God. as it was revealed that it was Bakugan like it was just like ten ten k people drop and then Nintendo for the next like two days was just like uh, hated on it and it's like I totally. I wasn't like a fan. I didn't want to see that be the game that they were working on. I'm not interested in that game at all. I don't really understand why they chose to like like it up. Like yeah, I don't I don't know why they chose to support a direct focusing on this game and like put it out there for people when they had previously just gotten so much ire for their 10 cent promo ad for Pokemon Unite like it's all nintendo like pokemon company like i guess it's separate from nintendo but nintendo like has like stake in like majority stake in pokemon pokemon does not get put on anything other than uh other than mobile phones partnered with you know well it's strange it's super strange to me that uh they focused on bakugan so heavily Mm -hmm in that thing and and now it's like i like i think they're just being secretive because it's mario mario's their their big guy and i i would personally be interested to see if they're gonna do like a big collection of mario games but i also while i would maybe purchase that i don't necessarily care as much as uh, um hearing more information about Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, which they teased last year, which doesn't make sense for them to have teased to us because if it's not coming out this year or early next year, why talk about it? Like, why? It didn't do anything for them. So, I don't know. That's a little rambling and complaining, but... Yeah, so Nintendo, probably next week, uh, do you guys care about video game companies kind of just missing the mark in that kind of way over and over again um i mean i mean it's nothing yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like i i, really I, I kind of am used to this point and i mean just the video games are just like setting my expectations very low for most things mm-hmm. just because you're just if you build you if you have like too much like hype for anything you're just doomed to be disappointed yeah. I mean, in general, it's like a really weird period right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But I mean, I'm just, and like, outside of just COVID, though, I think, I just think that's just a wiser approach to um, 
I mean, yeah, I know that. But, like, in general, I think they just either have a lot of stuff that they have to delay or put on the back, bar- back burner and, like, needing something to fill these gaps of time while people are literally, like, fiending for any new information or any new anything to keep them entertained while they're yeah. staying at home. Because there's so. no E3 huge, like, news dump. And, yeah. like, I think it... The, like a bigger problem is like the, which complicated it was like they announced the Nintendo Treehouse which that's what it literally was called for Paper Mario and then this new to be revealed game and like it just seemed like really boneheaded like extremely yeah. like I don't know where what you're thinking and it's it's weird I think Japan never fully shut down and they're like back up and running from what I understand comparatively like mm-hmm. to the like to the u.s but maybe okay yeah they were they were interrupted but if things are back on like track as of right now they got it under control over there um i don't see how we we can't get these things um if they worked in some sort of fashion i definitely get delays and they're not going to put out a product they're not proud of but they can just uh it can kind of, you know. I don't know who disconnected. That was me. Sorry, oh, I just. All right. I was right. Internet. We can hear you. No worries. Good. Yeah. So I guess that's that's all been a bit heavy, heavier than I want it to, uh, be. <laughs> it's kind of like, unentertaining in my own like heart, but yeah, I guess Feels that's good. it. Yeah. I don't know. We're I, the like super exciting news is like X Cloud. Uh. If, have any of you guys seen oh, the yeah. xCloud announcement no. no or know anything about that no i mean i can kind of guess from the name yeah so rob did, do you did you get any do you know anything about that i don't know anything about it i am guessing that is the cloud that is holding the oncoming storm that you've been speaking about well mm. you know that is uh that's perfect so uh, Aaron, if you want to talk about it, uh, I will happily make the transition into uh, to to linking it all together as I like to do. If you me, yeah. Do you know reconnect anything about it? as it will? No. Nope. Oh, you don't. Oh, you just say, you're just saying no because <laughs> so you don't have to talk. I know. I see how it is. Yeah. So uh, XCloud is um, Xehanort's new form. Ha <laughs> ha. No, I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. Okay, I really don't. <laughs> No, uh, Project xCloud is Microsoft's, like, big-ish, like, I, I think it would be a disservice to say that it's their Google Stadia, to put it in, like, very layman's <laughs> terms, but it's their mm-hmm. better Stadia in every way. Uh, imagine if you could stream your games to your mobile phone and tablet and play them like uh, like you were playing them uh, on your console, you're basically just streaming, uh, streaming your games to console. It it basically a more robust like the back end for all this stuff is more robust than what Stadia is presenting for like your PC on your or whatever. But again, I don't I I still with services like this I don't know what kind of like internet like draw requirements uh, and band bandwidth you would need. So, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a weird, like, market, I think, 
to get into right now, especially because of the limits on uh, like internet speeds and like widely available uh, fast internet to be able to even like run these things optimally, right? It's like they keep talking about how like streaming games is like the future, quote unquote, and I guess you can't really get there unless you don't do something. Unless you do do something, rather. But it's like... Uh, you definitely have to uh, innovate and make those small steps yeah. before you can make leaps and bounds. Yeah, mm -hmm. I totally get it. I'm... I'm always skeptical, and, like, I don't think I would ever really be the first uh, yeah. adapter to that sort of thing. Yeah, I totally... I'm totally aware uh, with you. I'm, I'm not kind of, like, a bleeding-edge tech guy. I like the new fancy gadgets, for sure, but it's kind of uh the risk and reward it's like at the at the beginning of every console cycle you see those early adopters who get those like dud playstations or those red ring 360s and all that kind of stuff and you're like mm -hmm. what did you expect this happens every start of a new generation like there will just be like glitches with the software and problems with the hardware they don't have it perf perfected you at the first run of these things and they usually include a robust warranty return like just the scarcity mm. of having those like con those new hardware out it's uh like getting a, a replacement within a, a fast time frame that's the kind of the problem with it all but you know uh i'm tentatively interested in something like this the biggest news is not that the service exists but that you get it for quote unquote free. I, I keep saying quote unquote. I think that's my new uh, speaking of for this week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you get it for free. It's included with is a better way to say it. It's included with yeah. your Games Pass Ultimate uh, subscription, which that's huge because Games, uh, Games Pass Ultimate is like 15 bucks a month and it includes mm -hmm. um, Games Pass, obviously, and it lumps in Xbox Live with it. And I think uh, there is just like this this talk, we talked about it uh, ourselves on this podcast. There's this talk that a, someone, whether or not all of them, like both companies, maybe not Nintendo, because Nintendo just does their own thing several years later before uh, or after <laughs> everyone has come and said and done these things. But Microsoft and Sony, possibly just one of them to, to like leapfrog the other and like kind of like public uh, consumer friendly behavior. Microsoft may say that xCloud is, is being included with a Games Pass Ultimate as, a, as like the bundle between Games Pass and Xbox Live, but we could see the end of paid xbox live in the way that it you need it required to play games with everyone on cross-platform mm. we could see that you're paying that 15 dollars for games pass access and for x like x cloud access instead of live because on pc a big environment that microsoft like is already playing in all their major exclusives come out on pc and on uh, Xbox, like you don't have to pay for the multiplayer when you play mm -hmm. that. And if all these games are cross-play, what, uh, like, wh why would I have to pay to play with this PC player who doesn't have to pay anymore? Like, if I'm on my Xbox, it doesn't really make sense. 
especially if they make a service where you can just stream you know, that game from anywhere and now I could play that crossplay with anyone for free and all like that's kind of the concept of it uh, if you need to like pay for Xbox Live to play this game on your phone like stream the game to your phone then pay for that game inherently it's kind of just like you can't pay for the game I guess with if you have games pass so it's kind of strange to think about like the the minutia of it all but uh, I, we, I, I truly believe that we're in the last um, like physical uh, like physical disc generation of systems it just doesn't i just don't see if if by the end of this console generation if we go another seven years i think with this development of the technology i don't i don't think that we'll we we might want disc-based systems and like to have the physical hardware but we're already just the disc is basically just like a code that downloads the game like it's not really anything else you need to you need to download the patches if you don't have the day one patch the games kind of just don't run you know it's i think the only uh system that would have any need for a disc drive would be playstation because of a blu-ray which would be like their literally only reason at yeah a certain point yeah microsoft does have a blu-ray player in their system as well but you know yeah i I don't know i agree i do like the fact that i have a built-in blu-ray player with my gaming console i've never had to buy just like a standalone a blu-ray player at that point yeah exactly. which that's like a very nice thing for me uh i couldn't tell you anything about just going out and getting a blu-ray player and how much that costs comparatively to just getting a game console i mean for a while it felt like they were around the same price but that also was like over a decade ago <laughs> so <laughs> i i'm definitely out of yeah. touch there uh yeah, no, it's kind of strange to me that uh, all these years have passed and it seems that we've become like complacent with uh, paying for live services on consoles. Like, even when they came out with a subscription fee to play on the internet yeah. on a console, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm already paying for internet, and I was saying this when I was like, what, like 11, 12 mm-hmm. years old? <laughs> like, it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, that it even had to be pushed this far. Yeah, I feel like Xbox like Live was the first like paid subscription like you had to pay to play with your friends and that like, like mm. I remember that and I remember getting into the Xbox ecosystem, having to pay for Xbox Live for to play with my friends. I thought it was the like or I think I even even needed. I think I tried playing Final Fantasy Eleven back in the day. And I like was gonna play it on the 360 version because it was like cool. I finally get to play this thing because I couldn't play the PC or the um, the PS2 version of it. So Xbox 360, and so I needed Xbox Live. So it's like oh, I already have to pay 15 bucks a month for this MMO. Then I need to pay 60 bucks or 50 bucks, wherever it was, uh, to play this game. And I think I needed to pay 100 more bucks for the, for the like the wireless adapter that microsoft had like it was just like yeah. a whole slew of extra charges or hidden fees that i felt like really slighted that uh that mm. i had to pay for all those things and it rubbed me the wrong way and then uh i kind of just like eventually i stopped playing games online with my friends 
so I need to, didn't need to pay for Xbox Live. But the thing with 360, and I think I've, I, I don't know if I talked about it on the show, but at the time, uh, Microsoft and the Xbox, like the Xbox, like 360 required that you have live to use internet services at all, which meant I could not watch Netflix without, yeah, without that. Uh, and so I, I just <laughs> literally moved directly over to PlayStation 3, which at the time didn't have paid service required mm-hmm. for the like for that it never had it required for that but uh by the time they patched it out if they ever patched it out on the 360 i had moved on and i never went back i haven't gone back to the microsoft ecosystem since then but playstation plus i have uh, i like that free game model i did adopt for a few years uh now that i don't play uh like i don't really play games with friends i've mostly just like played single player games and like on my console and now i i just don't i see the the free games come and i'm like oh that's cool then they go and i'm like oh well it's like i I, they were just stacking up my library i wasn't paying for them anyway so it's whatever rob and anthony you have any opinions on uh on streaming to your phone paying for streaming services in a way i mean i don't stream anything so I don't care. Also, I mean, I don't like streaming just to people most of the time, just because I like privacy, and I don't really pay. For- well, we're talking about like streaming games oh. to your phone, right? Like a uh, what was it the like Twitch, PS Vita? No, yeah, no. the Vita had uh, no, had no. had a remote play specifically. Yeah, that's um... like kind of what we're talking about. Like you'll be able to play. I mean, like, your Xbox games on your phone via a streaming service, like it's like yeah. you control that on the phone. You can, I no, I think you can Bluetooth hook up your your 360 your uh, your your yeah, Xbox yeah. controller. But I'm I'm saying like it's like you're looking at the game on Correct. your phone and controlling it via the yeah. phone. Yeah. See, I, I, that's that just about. that's just too weird to me. Maybe I'm just too old fashioned. So I'm just like, because mm. I was like literally I was playing my PS2 like yesterday. I'm probably I'm probably just gonna be always like sticking to playing like my old ass games on like my old consoles or just playing like on my on my laptop you know every now and again, so I'm probably just yeah like again maybe it's just the boomer in me going like nah. <laughs> I mean, there's like a lot of problems, like even if you do have good internet, there's a lot of problems like inherently with a streaming a platform Cause... or a game from one platform to another because there is like inherent input like right. and like, yeah. like at that point what's the point in like going through a middleman because like uh me and a friend of mine we played rivals of aether and we were doing like a streaming thing with it where it was like a remote play on like steam and yeah like a lot of times like it would just crash on us mm-hmm. like granted it was probably due to just all the mods we had on the workshop that could probably be it but even then like I don't know. There was just a lot of like input lag, and it just did not work as well as we'd like. So yeah, yeah that's, that's like more than likely always going to be there. So like um, that's part of the reason why I bought direct. the game, just because I was like, well, look, I already play this game with you a lot anyway, so I might as well just buy it so we won't like crash nearly as much. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you know. But yeah, right. Anth- Anthony don't know like no streaming. Well. Well, let me put it in this, like this context. If you had 
like a fondness for let's say halo and you could play halo infinite day one and all it costs you is 15 bucks let's say just 15 dollars you could play halo infinite uh on your phone like that's all it required is 15 dollars and you having a a iphone i think mm -hmm. would, would you would you pay 15 bucks to do something like to have that experience of um, no. I don't know. I think if I was younger, maybe. Yeah. But like being older and kind of knowing, like having an expectation about what I want out of that experience, especially for something of a first-person shooter. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I know how good it can be with a controller, and even better with a mouse and keyboard. But, I'm not going to like. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah. Like just I don't know. It's I don't know. Yeah. It's just gonna feel because like. It just feels weird. Like, for example, like, like let's say for the sake of argument that like, you know, uh, Arxis finds a way to like port Dragon Ball Fighters into like iPhone or whatever, and all mm -hmm. it costs is fifteen bucks. Just playing that game on an iPhone would just feel weird. To, like, it's it just not yeah. comfortable to me. I think anything with like any technical skill yeah. needed to play the game at like an efficient level i don't think i would like if it's something more laid back yeah sure that's how but i like, feel yeah. like i feel like mobile games work as like more casual like i don't need to put much thought or like technical skill into playing it type of games like i think that's the appeal i mean it's like like it's not even that because like the the game that i play on my phone is a rhythm game and that has like some skill to it right. but like well i mean it's a... it also works because it was designed for the phone well, like, yeah i mean playing like something that was designed for console i mean like it's not like you have like a whole bunch of like crazy button inputs that you have to memorize over and over again it's, it's right. mostly just like pattern recognition or just like timing yeah, exactly, and it was made for the touchscreen, so everything on there is like right, you know. as opposed to just like porting fucking Soul Calibur, where you have like a billion button combinations. Even even I, as a fairly decent Soul Calibur player, have trouble doing a lot of those combinations. Yeah, I I think I, it's more of a is is the technology at a point where you can play without the without like you could play it without the the feedback like the game feedback not hitting true to the button inputs like, i think the yeah. latency and in inputs is the biggest problem yeah. having it i don't think we're there yet. having it, <laughs> at it all. stream like correctly the whole time like I, mm -hmm. I i think the concept is cool i don't think that they shouldn't try it i think it's awesome that it's included in a service that a lot of people are already playing for for no additional cost all cool mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think that I, if i wasn't in the ecosystem and i i could jump in to the xbox ecosystem for, like from my pc don't need a system at all and then with xcloud i could uh i could play games that i my computer maybe i don't that's like a big thing i don't know if it's for computers either which seems baffling to me that it wouldn't be but like it's mm -hmm. been announced for phones and tablets but what about my PC? What if I just wanted to play it on my PC, just like I streamed it through a browser or app or something that way? Mm -hmm. uh, I would have a more solid internet connection. I, it's not robust enough, like based on those like gigabit internets, like internet connections at all. But like, I feel like it's more robust than what my phone is getting wirelessly or whatever. 
I mean, it's like, at that point, why not just play it on the yeah. console, I guess. I mean, that's, like, kind of the argument that I'm coming back to every single time is, like, yeah, I can stream these games on my phone, but when would I do that yeah. when I'm not, like, in the vicinity to just play it on my computer or on my console? And, like, you're not going to play it with a 360 controller on the on the train, right? Yeah. And the one that... Like, I would have to be in some place with good enough Wi-Fi and then, like, not look like an idiot like staring at my phone on a desk <laughs> exactly right like, rob what do you got i was just gonna say the the one that came to mind when i was like what game would i would i be like really tempted to buy again and i was thinking of the dead games and specifically with that i think you need to be like stationary i think you need to be in a place that you're comfortable so that way like the atmosphere of that kind of game like you do like look around your house like when you hear like a certain kind of creak in the game <laughs> and like you just get paranoid that like something's behind you while you're playing on the couch so i think exactly what aaron's saying there's some things that like are built towards that and i believe dead space actually did do a mobile ios game that i can't find anywhere now trust me i've tried to find it but um i think i think kind of the way the mobile games have always been is it's i feel like it's a kind of different kind of innovation area that playground that you can like work within and i think they've been very i think we get a lot of innovation from those like we wouldn't have as dynamic of a uh, combat system well not dynamic I guess isn't the word but like in Kingdom Hearts 3 if we didn't have Dream Drop Distance to like give us like kind of the flow motion mechanics that they tested out in that one so I guess I guess that's an argument I would argue that a handheld game system is more closely to like related to a console game system than a, a mobile yeah. phone but that's uh, a semantic argument I at the end of the day uh it's i definitely totally get that i think that uh the narrative setting the feel the vibe that you're looking for is definitely like i i don't think i would have wanted to go to the theater uh like and watch it like okay let me backtrack a little bit to explain my my thing i don't think i would have wanted to see avengers infinity war or endgame it on my mobile phone like as the first time i experienced it mm-hmm. i don't think microsoft wants me to see halo infinite as their new system seller on my mobile phone at first i think yeah, right. i think it's more of like accessibility into their totally. ecosystem i don't th- I, like i don't think it's anything but that getting them into the subscription model having the availability to do those things to dabble in those things to check out some of the stuff that they have going around to then transition into oh i can play this anywhere i can have my save anywhere i could play it on my pc i could play it on my uh my xbox series x my xbox one like if xbox one got this app to to x cloud stream that's interesting i still don't think the streaming's there but that's still interesting if you could do all the things you were doing with the new console on the old console without any of the sacrifices like in theory that's super cool and it works perfectly but 
we'll see what the reality is when they launch the service in some form or fashion we don't know if it's if it's uh fully like fully stocked coming out or if it's just like certain features or certain games uh as of september but we spent a long time talking about that concept <laughs> uh, uh you know for all the stuff that we talked about uh ubisoft had a an event last week and i could not remember a single thing that they announced so i had to look it up and oh boy they announced uh watchdogs legion which we already knew was a thing uh, it comes out in october uh assassin's creed valhalla uh that comes out in november and then far cry 6 they uh officially announced it was leaked out a few days earlier uh i don't remember the actor's name he's the uh. guy that played gus in uh breaking bad mm-hmm. and he's the villain i guess of an island nation that See, like I'm looking up his name right now uh, thank you rob the giancarlo esposito there it is <laughs> there, there you go <laughs> Uh, you know, I think that he's going to make an incredible performance as a villain character. That's kind of like what he gets cast as from what I've experienced him in. I think yeah. he does a fantastic <laughs> job. I think he's a very uh, powerful actor. I think that companies can't make games like this and say that they are apolitical, that they have no political <laughs> message. That Like... We went from watching Watch Dogs, which you are playing as, like, they used a Holocaust quote, like, they, like, they re, like, they reinterpreted or, and, like, uh, paid homage to a Holocaust quote for this game, and, like, oh boy, uh, for, for Watch Dogs Legion, oh boy, is that, uh, a statement to make, like, yeah, it's a video game entertainment, like, property, I guess you have a message, but that's probably not the place to do that. Uh, so that's a thing that happened. But uh, for for the most part, uh, Watch Dogs looks interesting, but it's just another open world game. You're just playing a character archetype. Like you can play as quote unquote every. I keep saying quote unquote. You can play as every NPC in the game, or I guess that's not correct because every character in the game, every person on the street can be someone that you are able to take control of and it really just reminded me i i think that a certain somebody in this chat uh is more familiar with prototype than i am but am i mistaken in saying that (laughs) in prototype you could just like absorb any character in the game and become that character right yeah you can did they like affect your you other than visually in any way um not really as a like story-wise you mean no just like power-wise or whatever no um, uh... mostly they just like they're just like glorified pit stops if you're like low on health yeah and okay. if you if you like uh absorb like a military officer you can go to military bases i believe although, that was the only although they also work as like evolution point currency so you can you you can just like absorb like a whole bunch of people like it, it'll take like a long ass time to get enough mm-hmm. people to absorb all the points but you could do that and then like use that excess like evolution points to, like buy new moves or upgrades for your powers at least in the first game in the second game it's a bit different so 
I, all that just means that I have an inkling that the way Watchdogs Legion will work is you will recruit a bunch of people, you will get a bunch of the same archetypes of abilities, which will feel unique at the beginning of the game and feel redundant and repetitive and boring by the end of the game. That's my personal feeling and take off of the footage that I've seen. And you will ultimately just prototype it that's that's it that's the game we made that game with a political message but we have no political opinion as a company <laughs> uh, i just want prototype to come back <laughs> maybe you'll I, get a next gen prototype maybe maybe you'll get a next gen infamous there's a there's I a wor <laughs> word in the street is that sucker punch it, like i don't know if it's sucker punch but there's like there's been inklings and news like rumors about a uh an infamous game or domain or registry or whatever something with the infamous brand has been uh floating around recently so we might have more to talk about that uh at a future episode hopefully i would love it if they if they both came back around the same time and had kind of a uh jack and dexter and ratchet and clank kind of relationship where they just kind of in each game they had like a poster for each game and they were like, look at us. We're back. We're back. The rivalry's back. Yeah. I think that'd be cute. Um, if they did kind of like that kind of stuff, intercompany uh, play. I wish a different uh, different couple companies would play ball together. Man, if yeah. Marvel and DC did their, uh, did their crossover events like they ba did back in the day. Oh, Th they'd make might... so much money. This might be, I, I don't know, there's a rumor that Xbox is going to buy Warner Brother Games, I believe? I saw I that wrong? as well. I saw I saw um, that as well. And I was, I think uh, earlier, like an earlier episode, we talked about like, why would, okay. why would they, do, why would they sell that off? Why would AT&T choose to sell that off if they're just going to like then have to like license the characters out? But it's so weird. I guess maybe I wasn't thinking about maybe they're not making enough money on the video games. Maybe like the cost of development is too much, and they're just selling specifically the game studios with none of the rights to those characters at all. So like, NeverSoft keep Mortal Kombat, and I I honestly don't know what else, what other, whatever uh, else they own. But it's not like they're selling the brands or the video game brands or maybe yeah. the series. Like they're not selling the Arkham se Arkham series with Rocksteady. They would just be selling off those like those dev teams and those developers to whoever purchased them as the parent company, which totally sucks in my yeah. opinion. But like how how like let's say that Amazon's just like oh I'm gonna buy like or even Microsoft they're both gonna like attempt to buy the the conglomerate of studios that is uh wb games and now they just have these well-established teams to make ip for them like if if microsoft did it it's like cool we now have more studios to to do our bidding to make like original games for us and same with uh same with amazon which is desperately trying to get into uh the video game market but hello that's uh maybe <laughs> so 
Uh, yeah, I think Assassin's Creed looks a lot like Assassin's Creed. You know, so nothing new there. It's not, uh... Is there any kind of, like, like innovation that they're putting into it? Or are they, like, just copying a little bit of God of War with this? It's just Norse, uh, it's just a Nordic, um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's not in Greece anymore, and now it's in, uh, like, I don't even know. Scandinavia? It's, yeah, Scandinavia and, uh, Europe, because, like, they invade... Mm-hmm. Uh, Europe or whatever, but yeah, it's super weird. Uh, it it looks about the same. I kind of was disappointed when I saw the footage uh, that it was just more of the same. I said I think my really hot take. I was just like, this just looks like worth uh worse Breath of the Wild, and then I lo- looked closer at it afterward, and I was like, there's just not even as many options as Breath of the Wild. You, you can't approach the situation anyway. That's how I felt. I don't know. I haven't played it. I'm not going to play it. And, uh, you know, my opinion literally means nothing uh, unless you unless you give it credence. So, don't. But uh, <laughs> uh, the last thing from Ubisoft worth mentioning is... Oh, well, there's two things. Last thing is Hyper Escape, which is their, uh, a, like, Battle Royale arena shooter thing that is weird. And... It's just another one of those. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. It launched uh, as of the event happening, and it was in beta prior. I haven't heard anything other than it's just another one of those. Has any has anyone played it? I assume not. No. Nope. Yeah. So. I've seen footage, and yeah. 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 I haven't even seen footage of it. It's it's strange. Uh, Far Cry Six, like we said, it's definitely a political message uh and they can't if you ever if you see a company that like makes uh like makes a game like watchdogs legion or uh far cry 6 and that company then comes out to say we have no political opinion whatsoever i just no that you're just lying you're just lying so that Mm -hmm. like, like people who are sensitive to political agendas feel appeased even if they like even if they still feel that they that game is against their political ideology because that you said it wasn't it makes your investors feel better i i don't i don't even know i mean like at the end of the day it just makes it seem like they're catering to both sides right it's like okay do you even care about the message that you're trying to portray in your game if you're just going to 180 on it and say that you don't have a political stance to get the sales that you require it's like what uh, values are you, are you selling here? Completely. Yeah. And, Completely. and am, I, I don't know what direction they're going with with this, but are you playing uh, the son of the main villain of the game, or are you playing... I know in Far Cry you usually play kind of a guy who's kind of like caught in conflict. Yeah, I don't really... I don't know. <laughs> Does the main character in any Far Cry game like matter? Like it seems to always be about the I think villain four, who you see for like five minutes in total. I think the fourth one, you're like the son of like the like royalty of the family returning, uh, the royalty of the country returning. I don't know. Yeah, um, I think that the best Far Cry story with the uh, the best political message is Far Cry Primal. There um, we go. 
that's a joke. I I mean, I think it's hilarious that uh, I honestly, it's just a weird game that exists. Yeah. Uh, honestly, if you think about the Far Cry series, it's so weird franchise. Yeah, it's just so strange. But yeah. I mean, they had all these animals and yeah, animal animations and models. It's true. And they just put it into the animal game. True. That's very true. The Far Cry Primal is a great segue for a thing that I've been really investing my time into, but I can't talk about that yet. Uh, It's something I've been working on. It's nothing I've been working on. It's only something I've been watching, which I'll talk about. But uh, Beast Wars. No, but close. Uh, Last thing for Ubisoft, really, this has been like a weird sporadic podcast, like super low energy. I think we're charging up for next week. That's how I feel anyway. But oh, uh, they are having another forward event sometime in the future. They weren't specific about it, and uh, cool. Thanks for uh, for that, I guess. I mean, don't. I, I'm not thankful. It felt like, <coughs> it felt like we're just going to talk to you about these things you already knew existed and tell you literally nothing else. Cool. Thanks, guys. And then... <laughs> Uh, they didn't mention uh, a re-release of Scott Pilgrim um, versus the World, the game, which is a, is a shame. That game should come back. Remaster it, please. Thank you. Uh, drops, Mike. Uh, Maybe it'll be an yeah. Xbox exclusive. Oh, please, no. I mean, <laughs> if it's an Xbox exclusive, you can play it on PC, which I wouldn't mind. Like, I, I'd be fine at that point. There we go. But, uh... Yeah, I'm excited to see what Microsoft has in store for us next week. And I'm excited to see what Sony's rebuttal will be in what I believe is August, unless Sony wants to go all out and have a surprise um, like um, conversation like or a response to Microsoft's like Microsoft's play will come out next Thursday and Sony the following week will just throw a presentation together and just like like be like saw that stuff Microsoft uh, put out that you hated well here's all the stuff that you love PlayStation like I don't know there was this weird thing a weird rumor that PlayStation was going to drop its pre-order and the price earlier this week which never happened uh, so that's strange but I think that they're just like sitting on it waiting for Microsoft's move and I don't think Microsoft's going to let that happen, so they're going to try and wait as long. Uh, that's about it for all the topics that I had. There is one last thing in regard to just video game topics that of news. Uh, it was, um, it's rumored that the PlayStation 5 production, that Sony, instead of making the normal 5 to 6 million units, um, they have bumped up that production to around... 10,000 units. Oh, I'm sorry, 10,000. 10 million units. So million. so we're going to have from the normal 500 to 600... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Wow, I'm really bad at numbers right now. Uh, I might need to get <laughs> some more sleep. Uh, 5 to 6 million uh, units of, a, of the PlayStation. That's what they expected for the number of units that would be for sale and presumably holiday uh, this this year we're we're actually getting reports that it's 10 million or around 10 million maybe just shy of 10 million units for um for the release the launch which 
is huge. It's a huge sum of money that Sony's investing in in making all that stuff. But also, the availability like it won't be as tough. You might not if the console is five hundred bucks, you might be able to just go get it without worrying about it. Um, and or if you pre-order it, you might actually be able to pre-order and get one upon launch, which that's cool. Um, and it and the, the arbitrary. I, I I personally think it might be like they could do they could do be like still be doing the the five to six million with the disc drive consoles, and then like an additional four ish million of the like the digital only consoles. I think that makes a lot of sense, but. I wonder uh, how if it's a fifty dollar price difference. I don't, I don't really know why you wouldn't just go for the 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 disc drive version, you know. Uh, but if it's a hundred dollar difference, I mean, you could buy a game with that hundred dollars, you know. So super weird. Do you guys think you buy a launch PS Five uh, at five hundred bucks if if you could get one? Um, maybe. Maybe. I I might. I might stall a bit. I don't know. I'm probably going to end up uh, either uh, waiting until uh, like I get either a good gift card or something for my birthday or something. Could you? Could you? What if you could just play all your digital P- uh, PS4 games day one on that thing? I don't know. I think. Um, it's just gonna again. I, I worry about the things like, like you mentioned before, like kind of the red rings of death, the yellow like the yellow lights of death that you'd get with the yeah. PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I part of me wants to wait, but I have a feeling once it's there, I'm gonna be SpongeBob from the episode uh, where he's under the uh, dome without water. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, was, I know. The, I know the image. I know the image. <laughs> I can already picture the this week's thumbnail image too. Oh god. Oh uh, yeah. Please yeah. God no. <laughs> so oh, I, I've uh, got a few ideas. Oh uh, yeah. Well, the the fruits of Rob's labor will have been seen by everyone before you got to this point in the show. Uh, but yeah, so that's what I got. Uh, yeah, it's super interesting. We're probably gonna wind out, uh, wind down the show with a few things that we've been doing. Uh, I personally, I, for whatever reason, I got like a Pokemon itch. I think it was from watching the uh, the Sun and Moon anime on Netflix, which is super strange. I didn't think I'd be as hype or into it as uh, as I thought, but it like inspired me in a few different ways to play Pokemon, which is obviously what Nintendo and Pokemon Company want from you. That's why the anime exists. And then two, to create, like, to just create. So I've been drawing a lot more recently, so I feel that's awesome. Uh, but I did purchase Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, which I totally slept on because it was not a traditional Pokemon game. It was a remake of Gen 1, and it wasn't, like, doing anything new. But, like, i kind of been wrestling with myself for a few weeks now, just, like, kind of, should I or should like shouldn't I? And then Best Buy, like had a deal on it so i i jumped on it and i i played like a few hours of it um and while i hate the pokemon go capture mechanic i do like that it's just kind of this relaxed version of gen one and i i think i i like the art style it's kind of 
weirdly like chibi-ish but not i like kind of how smooth and like the shading on everything it's really nice interpretation of the gen 1 games because i mean i remember playing my original blue version and oh boy is that abstract and now uh now terms uh i've been also as i mentioned before uh with talking about far cry primal i've been watching this youtube channel called pbs eons which is like it talks about like fossil history and dinosaurs and mammals and like prehistory and all that like all that kind of stuff so i've been learning a lot about like the physiology or the bone structure and the adaptations that have to go into like evolving during the planet's many like millions of years it's uh really it's wild what kind of like things that people thought like just a hundred years ago when we really got invested in uh paleontology versus to now i mean the birds thing and having uh and dinosaurs having feathers is very new like it's very new in comparison like it all honestly all of it's new it's like it's like i said a hundred years old so you know it's it's wild stuff it's fucking rad that's what i have been doing anthony you mentioned that you've been watching something did you want to talk about it a little (laughs) bit i don't know what you mean Anthony, you always play hard to get, but okay, I'll just say it. Anthony has been uh, has f- has been fulfilling his uh, lifelong uh, promise to his dear friends to start watching and or watch Demon Slayer, an anime from what last year, the year before, something like that. It was last year. Yeah, it feels like nine years ago with the way twenty twenty is going. But yeah, uh, so I guess how are you feeling about it? Like, how I mean, far did you get? I mean, I think I probably got up to, like, maybe the first five, six episodes of it. Okay, you're making um, your way. And, I mean, it's not, like, wowing me, because I remember, like, last year, a lot of the hype around it was, like, it's, like, the best anime of the decade. It's so goddamn good. You're, you'll, you'll, it'll cure your cancer. <laughs> it'll get you laid or some shit like that. And I mean, it's fine. I, like, I, for I mean, if you're basing it off of that, which none of us have. So. Oh no, yeah. no, I'm not. I'm <laughs> not saying you guys said that. I'm just going off of like the general hype around the, the internet as a whole. Yeah, general hype around. Hey, I thought I place. thought Always earlier in the show bad. you said something about how you didn't uh, care about the opinions uh, of people <laughs> on the internet who review things or they have hot takes. I mean, that- I don't. Yeah, so why is that affecting your enjoyment of Demon Slayer, the best, greatest anime of all time, better <laughs> than Dragon Ball haha anime? Drew, I'm, I jo- thought, I'm joking, but yeah. <laughs> that's not how I personally... Second only <laughs> <before that. laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, I will say this, though. Uh, you guys were right. The general, like, look and design of everything is pretty, pretty on point. I mean, I kind of expect that, though, because um, the studio that works on it is, like, Uvitable, and they do a lot of the Fate stuff, and oh, cool. a, lot of, a lot of the Fate anime, and I'm not even that big of a Fate guy, yeah. but, but, like, a lot of the Fate shows look really gorgeous to me, and I think it's just how they handle, like, animating CG models and then drawing over them that really yeah. gives them an edge, because what I like about Demon Slayer and Fate is that a lot of the scenes are very dynamic in how the 
not even just the characters move, but how the environment will be animated too, where it seems like where they're just like drilling through the background and you're just like just speeding through all of the the terrain and trees and everything which you could only do i think in cg because like drawing all that out would just be a massive pain like there's no way you would do that without fucking speed lines but yeah I, I, i'm generally liking where it's going but i i still need to I watch more of it to have like a more like informed opinion on it as a whole and like be wowed by it if I can be. I will say this though, I'm not a big fan of the opening. I just want to make that clear. Wow. What? <laughs> wow. That's I'm just, just... I, I, I like the animation of the opening. This the song is just not I just not a fan of the, the song. Alright Anthony. If you don't see wow. if you don't what? hear from Anthony on next week's podcast, you know <laughs> I'm so, I mean, I'm not saying the song is bad. I mean, he'll be on the podcast. I'm just gonna mute his entire uh, his entire thing. So. Wait, why do I have to be on the podcast? You're gonna fucking mute me because we because we like the to kind of comment off of it. So it'll be like just silence, and it'll be like, are you just yeah? Gonna make that me fucking, sucks, Anthony. Are you just gonna <laughs> fucking plank from Ed, Ed and Eddie? Is that what's going on now? I don't understand that reference from uh, that show from 900 years ago. No, what? Anthony, we're just we're just pulling your leg. It's uh, I don't uh, believe you for a second. I appreciate how how uh, worked up you get over these things. Uh, <laughs> it's all in good fun. Mm-hmm. Rob, I guess you talked about uh, some stuff earlier. Did you have anything else that you wanted to bring up that you've been doing in this past week? That I is- mean. Uh, aside from I'm working on a weird script, um, I'm not sure if I should go into it, and and because I'm uh, afraid I'll say it, and then someone around the world will like already have the script done because yeah, they're no. less indecisive than me. I totally and, that. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing that for a class again. Whoever isn't following me on Twitter, uh, I'm just a core boy. It helps for my midterm, uh, for everyone who's following me. Um, yeah, I will. Uh, I will actually. Uh, the Echo Screen Podcast Twitter. I I think we can justify retweeting some of Rob's videos. Those uh, those things are killer. Actually, uh, Rob's doing. Well, you have three, four videos out right now. Yeah, uh, they're like high production value. They're very <laughs> short, very hilarious, uh, and they like they sound and look good. Yeah, like I understand high production value. So every once in a while, you'll hear like my tongue click in my mouth, and it drives me <laughs> crazy. But you know, well, uh, I, I'm sure the audio quality is uh, is probably better than this podcast, so don't worry about that. But yeah, uh, if that's it, I think we have one last thing: the uh, Echo Screen Podcast exclusive story. You can't hear it anywhere else, and uh, I let I'll let mm-hmm. Aaron take it from here. What, Aaron? <laughs> what's, what's the story? What's, what's the, the story? story? Come on. Yeah. What is the story? Well, I don't want to be the one to say it, but I think that I have to. Aaron got a COVID test. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> they uh. Oh, God shoved a swab into my brain 
I mean, I don't know what you guys are talking yeah, about. Yeah, so like, anyway. tell us about the it whole experience. Memory. Like, like, from start to finish, execution, how you feel now. I don't. I mean, whatever you're comfortable with. I don't want to put you too much on the spot, but I am. Obviously, I'm your friend. I'm fascinated. Uh, so the company I work for is a in the medical field. So uh, we decided that uh, well, something happened at the office when they were working, and um one of the people working there was in contact with someone who had COVID-19 apparently, but didn't tell anybody about it. It was one of our clients. Um, so anyway, obviously that person didn't say anything until after the fact. And then uh, the person who interacted with them interacted with everybody else. And then, you know, yeah, possibly spread from there. So they decided to hire uh, some people to come give us all tests. Um, and essentially what happened was the other day we went to the office. Everybody is working from home now. Uh, we went to the office and they had them supposed to, they're supposed to show up and like give us tests at like 8.30 in the morning uh, and they never showed up. <laughs> so apparently they didn't have enough tests for another session that they were doing later that day where they were going to test like 150 Jeez. plus people or something. And so they decided to postpone ours until, like, 3 p.m. later that day, which is fine. We got back, and then there was literally, like, one nurse oh. taking every single person's samples in our parking lot. I mean, there weren't, like, a lot of people. It was, like, 15, maybe. Yeah. But it still took a while for, like, one person to do all this work. Uh, but, yeah, they shoved that thing in my nose, and uh, I'll get the results back in two to three days, so tomorrow or the day after. Well, hopefully, uh, it's not, uh, I hope you get a, uh, a, a negative result. That's all I got to say. I, gotta say. Uh, I mean, knowing my luck, I'll probably get it. I got the swine flu, so. Holy shit, dude. Well, yeah, how no, are you uh, feeling? Yeah, it's. How am I feeling? It's yeah. fine. Yeah. I mean, that whole exchange between people and the person who had COVID-19 was, like, the beginning of this week, so. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll all have updates. I'll have an update on a, a certain COVID uh, situation that I may or may not be going through at uh, my home. So uh, next week, big gaming news, big health news. That was the Echo Screen <laughs> Podcast, episode number 12. Uh, it might be the end of the line, uh, very morbidly to say that, but uh, it will be the, 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 the start of a new beginning. Yeah, the, the storm. The <laughs> storm will have possibly without some of the. Yeah, this <laughs> it's Anthony's shit. show now. The store. Uh, you this, don't want it to be my show. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. The storm will uh, will be past us. I hope by uh, by the end of uh, next week. So, stay tuned to next week if you like the show. All the links to all of our stuff uh, down below. Blah blah blah. Thank you for listening. Please reach out to us if you have anything you personally want us to cover on the show. You want to like, uh, tell us you like the show, you hate the show, whatever it is. Uh, any interaction is worthwhile at this point in time. Thank you, and catch you guys later. Thanks for being on, everyone. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye.